daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where there are only three things women need in life: food, water, and compliments. So I'm guessing that's the Chris Rock project. The only thing I can think of is uh, Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says in Madagascar. He's <laughs> little zebra running around talking about how women need compliments. Does he go out with the? He goes out with a hippo in that, doesn't he? Maybe. I can't Jada. remember. No, he doesn't go out of the hippo. It's the fucking giraffe goes out with a hippo. Oh, yeah. 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 I need well, to rewatch those. I don't know. It's just a Chris Rock quote that I found from Googling Chris Rock quotes. It's oh, it's the third one that came up. Is I it even from a film? From a, a stand up or something. <laughs> Welcome to the Sandler Pit. We're a podcast that watches and talks about every single Adam Sandler film, TV show, stand up special, um, appearance in different media um this what are we doing this month or this time so this time for some reason we've decided to watch chris rock's selective outrage i think you saw it and you were like we need to watch this this was like two months ago in march when it (laughs) released i think i'm i thought that adam sandler was in it for some reason yeah i'm pretty sure when it when they um when they put it on letterboxd it said adam sandler was there or in it appeared as self mm. so i thought oh we have to do this and also that was march and it was the first time he'd responded to the will smith 2022 um the slap. Oscar slap yeah that yeah we never talked about either <laughs> at the time so no thought, not at the time we spoke about it though yeah we did um so what happened what was it what was that event that happened they were at the oscars yeah and he made a joke and he got slapped yeah, so it's it, the slap that uh, slap gate rippled through society, <laughs> time uh, and space. Everyone and their mum was talking about it. It was crazy. So he he spent a year of kind of staying out of the public eye and not talking about it. And then he released a special, and then all the news articles for like a a few days were like, "Oh my God, Chris Rock roasts Will and Jada Smith just before the the next Oscars or whatever." Oh, yeah, that was it. He did it just before, didn't he? Yeah. Um, another notable thing about this is that it's the first ever live Netflix comedy special. Um, mm. I mean, I guess he's a stand-up, so they, it's live every single time they record one, right? Yeah, but it was broadcast as live. Yeah. So it was, but... bro- it was broadcast as if it was actual television. It's like, Netflix keeps doing this, keeps on being like, oh, look at this groundbreaking thing that we're doing. We've really, just they're just the doing TV. what the TV was like. Before Netflix became a big thing. Yeah. Like releasing a... things weekly and stuff like that. Yeah. So basically Chris Rock just did what Jonathan Ross did for for years. Was that live? Well, the Jonathan Ross show. Yeah. I don't know, to be honest. I'm trying to think of live TV now. Um and the Dex Saturday Night Takeaway. <laughs> always live. Is it always live? Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite memories ever is watching Ant and Deck at your your house just before the lockdown <laughs> in 2020. And, and it, it was when you shouldn't have been mixing households and stuff, but you stayed at mine for like three days or whatever it was. 
Had they announced anything like, oh, don't mix? Nothing formal. Yeah. They had started saying to like not go out and stuff. That was when like the toilet roll thing started and all that. <laughs> so I really liked that because it felt a little bit like we were living through like a world war or something. Part of history, that point. wasn't it? It was so exciting, uh, mm. that that first lockdown. <laughs> Just yeah, before that, that was unreal. Because I remember like Ant and Deck were making jokes and they were saying, Oh, who in the audience is gonna win? But only Stephen Mulhern was in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad this is how our Chris Rock special is starting. <laughs> <laughs> the first Mulhern mention. <laughs> the first ever Mulhern mention. What's your opinion on Stephen Mulhern? Always liked him. Me too. Always liked him. <laughs> I saw him at Butlins when I was a kid. Did you? Was he yeah, doing he magic? A fantastic magic routine. For our American listeners, Stephen Mulhern is a, a magician and TV host. I, I yeah. don't even know who I could compare him to, American, like an American that I could compare him to. Yeah, do they have maybe like the sort of people that host like Blues Clues or something like that? <laughs> That's in America, isn't it? I don't yeah. Know. And Butlins is a holiday camp. Yeah, Butlins is a holiday camp. Is there an American equivalent to that? Is it? Is it mm. in America as well? I don't know. Let's have a look. Center parks, Haven. <laughs> we have loads of things like this. They, well, they have, they have like little camps where kids go and have sex and get killed by slashers. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, Camp, Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like Camp Crystal Lake, but with more magic tricks. But Mulhern, I used to be in a Mulhern's Magic Club as a kid. Yeah, I remember you. You've told me this before. <laughs> I don't know why this has come up so many times. Because <laughs> I have a massive badge at home, and it's got <laughs> Stephen Mulhern's face on it. Yeah, it's pro- that's probably when it first came up. Was when you were wearing it at our freshers' week at uni. <laughs> I reckon the big three badges for me as a kid, because we all had bad, everyone had badges. Yeah. But I loved that one. And I also loved, did you ever, were you ever part of the Beano Club? No, I wasn't actually. Were you a dandy boy? Not officially. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the listeners about the Beano and Dandy. They are, um, do you reckon there's something you could compare them to in the US? There must there's be. a Dennis the Menace in America. Oh, yeah, this. there is, isn't there? The blonde There's version. A, that little blonde prick, yeah. Yeah, do you remember the film of it? Yeah, it was shit. Rubbish, with, um, wasn't it? With Culkin, right? Macaulay Culkin. No, it's not. He looks like him, but it's not Macaulay Culkin. Nah, Macaulay Culkin's also in that. Oh, is he? Wait, He's no, I think there's two Dennis the You're Menace films. You're thinking Richie Rich. No, I'm not. Fuck off. There's two Dennis the Menace it's films. another cartoon character. There's one with the kid from Liar Liar, and there's one with... Oh, wait, I think I might be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're thinking it, the blonde kid does look Macaulay Culkin esque. He looks like a a knockoff Culkin, doesn't he? He's even got the same Culkin hair. Yeah, well, lots of kids had that. I had it. Walter Matthau's in that as well. But yeah, whatever. I, I hate that film. I think it's dog shit. I doesn't think the, the second one. The man gets his teeth knocked out. That's the only bit I remember. And then I think he puts Tic Tacs there as as his teeth or something. I have literally not a single memory about this film, I except that I didn't not. like it. But yeah, Dennis the Menace in the UK is like a little boy with like black spiky hair and Freddy a red and, jumper. Yeah, red and black striped jumper, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's sick. I it used to good, fucking, yeah. I used to love that. That used to be my one of the first things I was ever a fan of. But yeah, so if you join the Beano Club, you got one badge that had Dennis the Menace on it. His little face, and yeah. then one which was a Nasher pin. Oh, Nasher, that was his dog. Nasher was his horrible dog. And yeah, I had both of them. So I used to wander around like wearing these badges. Nice. 
Anyway, I mean, about Chris you Rock. You like the little kid out of up with these badges. <laughs> Just a sash of niche British, <laughs> British badges. Dandy boy. <laughs> I hated the dandy. Oh. I think the dandy doesn't exist anymore, but the Beano does. I thought the dandy, the dandy was a character in the Beano. That's Dan, Dandy Dan is a character in the dandy. And he's that bloke with the massive chin and big yeah. chest. He's That's basically Dan. Johnny Bravo, but he's he was... Johnny Bravo, yeah. And we have Banana Man, who was in, <laughs> who was in the Dandy, but now he's in the Beano. Oh my god, I didn't really follow through... this all so much. Let's go through Beano characters: Dennis the Menace. There's many the Minks. There's the Bash Street Kids. I don't know any of them. I remember the reading of those. But I don't. I like. I know those, but I don't know any more. They were good though. They were very charming. Anyway, um, so this was in this episode, <laughs> which started 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so we watched this Chris Rock special because we thought Adam Sandler was going to be in it. Mm. This is a weird episode. Usually we do a little intro, then we go away, watch the thing. But we've already watched it. We've come in. And so it's going to be another grab bag episode. A bit like we did one recently, a bit like this. Was it the Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser, yeah. 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 So similar to that. So we've watched this. Then we watched a few other little videos you watched another special as well didn't you yeah so i watched the marlon wayan special right after this which i'll talk about later um because that also talks about the will smith jada pinkett smith chris rock oscars stuff that's like the main topic of that stand-up special mm. but i'll talk you, about that do you know what bit. we should have done we should have just watched every single reaction that anyone had to the chris rock oscar slap it's like the most talked about event last year. Could you imagine we try to do <laughs> We rank it out of 100. It's not out of 100. I mean, you didn't even want to watch this one special. You messaged me like, no, nah, I'm too busy, mate. I do was it. at work when I sent that message. Oh, the only other thing I know that I really liked that was a response to this was when Liam Payne was interviewed from One Direction. Did you see this? No. He was very obviously on a couple of drugs at the Oscars. I don't know what he was doing at the Oscars because he's not an actor, not a director, yeah. barely even a musician. Oh, study on son. <laughs> well, he's the worst one of One Direction. <laughs> Is he um, the little Irish one? No, that's Neil. Niall. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I much prefer him as Neil. <laughs> um, let me find the video. Is the episode started now? Are we basically saying it started? Well, this episode has been going on for like <laughs> 15 minutes already. And it's a catastrophe. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Alright, so the finest example of someone reacting to this, though, is Liam Payne at the Oscars. It was shown at 7.15 over here in the UK on TV because it was on... I think Good Morning Britain. Yeah. So they spoke to him on that, interviewed him live on the red carpet. I don't think he realised it was going out on morning TV because he just started speaking absolute rubbish. <laughs> but the video itself is good. But the com- do you know the comedian Limmy, the Scottish guy? Yeah, yeah. His reaction to it. I mean, it's 21 minutes long, so we won't watch it now. But he did like a whole live reaction video on his Twitch stream. And it was fantastic. <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm going to watch the reaction video now. Yeah, try and track his accent, because this man, I believe, is from Doncaster. <laughs> is he? 
Is he from Doncaster? <laughs> Fuck off. I don't That's... know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know exactly where he's from. Let me find Do you out. Know... Oh, my bad. He's from Wolverhampton. One of the oh, other ones is what? from somewhere like that, though. It's very far. Okay, I'm watching Maybe Zane. That. I think Zane Malik might be from Doncaster. <laughs> Bit of beauty. What was the beauty? What's he talking about? I'll be honest with you. A little bit of beauty. <laughs> oh my god. I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> a very illusional time frame, he said. Oh my god, I just want this to be over. I'm so tired. <laughs> Will Smith was his neighbour once. <laughs> Did you hear that part? Who who's speaking from the part? Beauty. Oh, he mentions Wolverhampton. When he cries, I cries. When he laughs, I laugh. Okay, that was awful. I've just finished it. Um, <laughs> have you finished it? So you still watch I've it? I've seen it many times. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've just finished watching it. I guess, is that going to be our first thing we review? <laughs> yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> Liam Payne's reaction to the slap. Um, yeah, that was nonsense. nonsense. <laughs> Fucking nonsense, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, I laughed a lot though. <laughs> yeah, me too, but I love the interviewer's face. He looked so poor guy confused. Best three yeah. things about it. One, he directly speaks to them. He says, I hope you're okay. And if you need me, reach out. He's got praying hands doing it at 7 15 a.m. on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith is watching Good Morning Britain. Well, for all we know, he might have been talking to Richard Maidley. <laughs> he might have been talking to Ben Shepherd. Or Susanna been. Reed. <laughs> any of those three need help after watching yeah. the slap. If any so of you, that's one of the good bits. Another good bit is that he says we did Men in Black Free with him. One Direction, Liam Payne did nothing on Men in Black Free. Did he not? They did nothing <laughs> to do with that film. <laughs> the comments are always like, he didn't do anything to do with that film. What does he mean? They did Men in Black Free with him. He says he's watched every film that Will Smith has done. Oh, I mean, I even don't... After Earth? <laughs> he's even watched Gemini Man. I was going to say Gemini Man. Has he even seen Seven Pounds? That's going to be a good one. I've, never, I've just I've never seen, seen seven. it. I've seen Seven Pounds. It was all right. Wild Wild West? I haven't seen that one. I've heard of it. Is that the one where he fights a giant robot spider, even though it's set in like the Old West? Yeah, that's the one. It's good, isn't it? Sounds good. It does sound good. But yeah, uh, Liam Payne, that's the best thing that he's ever done, is that video. His jaw's <laughs> fucking swinging. So, um, you've got that video, do you want to put it in the Castle of the Pit? Castle, yeah, that's probably my favourite thing we've watched on the podcast. <laughs> okay, so that's going into the castle. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to get Stu Munro to update the IMDb page for Good Morning Britain. <laughs> Do you, what do you want to do then? What do you want to talk about first? So I think that we start with, well, I guess Chris Rock's special. Yeah. So I don't even know if we've said we're going to be talking about Chris Rock's special, Marlon Wayans special, or I'm going to briefly talk about that. We've already talked about <laughs> whatever his name is, Niall, Liam. We're going to be talking about Adam Sandler receiving the Mark Twain Award, whatever mm-hmm. that is. And we're going to also talk about Kevin James Short. Yes. God, I feel the opposite of, of Liam Payne. <laughs> I feel like... feel like 
you don't feel blessed to have been able to listen to the world's greatest demoter. <laughs> <laughs> you need someone to reach out to you down the lens, don't you? God, what's the opposite feeling of cocaine? That's how <laughs> I feel right now. I'm just so Good tired. Health. <laughs> Good health. All right, well, let's go straight into it with Chris Rock's selective outrage. So this was, as you say, a live Netflix special. Have you watched any of Chris Rock's stand-up ever before? Uh, I have never seen any of his stand-up. Um, I've always heard, like, apparently it's pretty good or mm. there's parts of it which are good. Um, but, yeah, this is the first one I've ever seen. What about you? Yeah, me too. And, yeah, I feel like people see him more as a stand-up than an actor quite often, mm. don't they? Yeah, they refer to him like a comedy legend. And yeah. apparently his comedy specials in the past are very good. Uh, but saying that, what did you think of Chris Rock selective outrage? Well, I didn't really enjoy it very much, to be honest. It kind of felt like there were parts of it that I quite liked, but it felt pretty long. I think it was an hour and 10 minutes. And I don't know if he had quite enough content to get to that point. Mm. I think it suffers from that similar issue to what we've said about um, you know, when you mentioned before, I think Jerry Seinfeld, it's hard for him to do like relatable comedy because he's a millionaire and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was quite a lot of stuff in this where it was about like hardships and stuff. And it was also like this guy's been rich since the 90s. So like it is kind of hard to relate to it. And also I did feel a bit, I'm, don't get me wrong, there was points where I laughed and I think some of the jokes were quite like well observed and whatever, but I also felt like there was quite a lot of it that wasn't really jokes. Yeah. A lot of just, this is my opinion and I'm going to shout it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And like the audience were like not laughing, they were just like clapping. Mm. He he did like a routine about like trans people and a lot of it was just like, yeah, I accept trans people. Then there were some jokes after it, but like, even though this is about selective outrage and wokeisms and all that stuff, which like, I I don't really want to talk about because I'm fucking sick of hearing Mm. about it. But it did kind of feel like he was like building his defenses before he started doing jokes. And yeah. The defenses were kind of bigger than the jokes. So I don't know. It was a bit, I don't know, a bit boring, I found really, more than anything. Yeah. How about you? What did you think of it? Uh, yeah, the same as you. I didn't like this. I think you kind of summed it up quite well. I think the main issue with this is it's fallen into the same pitfalls as a lot of middle-aged comedy at the moment. The same topics just being regurgitated over all the time. Cancel culture, woke millennials or whatever, even though millennials are like 40. And then uh, trans people and transgender people. What's interesting about this is that this toes the line constantly, like you said, of him making a declaration or a statement that I accept this or this is something that I accept, which is better than you see from a lot of these kind of comedians i guess yeah um but then also immediately underpinned by like a quite cheap or dated or rubbish joke Mm. and i think that nothing should be out of bounds for comedy specials or whatever um it's just that the fact that the material here is so weak it doesn't have a thematic kind of ribbon on it it doesn't it doesn't tie it together so i i assume this was going to be a deconstruction of what had happened in in 2022 or the oscars or that part of their career or or whatever. But what happens instead is it's kind of like this really slow and boring build-up with really tired, overplayed, outdated jokes. And then suddenly he talks about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, and then it's just over. Did you notice that it just kind of... 
it doesn't conclude, it just ends, and it he's got his hands end. in the air, and it's like it's over. I was doing Jesus poses at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely did feel like that. I felt like we were gonna get like maybe at least 20 minutes on the whole Oscars thing, but it did feel like just a couple of minutes just to mm. cap it off at the end. But yeah, it wasn't really anything anything new, was it? No. The reaction. Uh, yeah. I I did kind of just hope for a bit more from it, to be honest. I don't know why, because I've never seen any stand-up before, so I don't know what I was expecting. But do you ever find it sometimes when these things get discussed so much and there are like the headlines, like you're saying, um, and it goes viral and whatever, you, you do expect it to be something a bit more like exciting. Yeah, definitely. And it just wasn't. Like, I think I read an article about about this special in March and everything that was in that article was just in the last like five minutes of this show. Yeah, and then it uh, but I already knew what he said because I've already read the article. So there was no need to watch the special. There was nothing in this that was new or interesting or about mm. like a roast or a whatever. There was just nothing. It was it was really dull. Um, I was actually very surprised at how kind of boring it was and how weak some of the jokes were. Mm. Like I found myself zoning out so much. Me too. Did you catch the Snoop Dogg joke where he's like, he's out here selling doggages. Yeah, and I was like, what? That what does that thing? mean? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, so it felt like a about... reference, but yeah, it wasn't particularly funny, was it? Because was it a play on mortgages, doggages? Again, the, there's a few moments in this, and how dare I say this after we just spent all that time talking about Stephen Mulhern and Good Morning Britain <laughs> and Dennis the Menace or whatever. But there was loads of references to like American stuff. There was one point where he was saying about. I can't remember the, the joke at all, but he mentioned like two people's names and the crowd were like, yeah. Yeah, they went wild for it, didn't they? But I was like, who the fuck are those two people? I don't know who they are. Yeah, I've got a note that literally does say so many references to people I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's got to have just been like sportsmen or something. <laughs> Maybe. He was talking about the Meghan Markle thing, about how brown the baby yeah. was going to be. And then he said about, is the baby going to be as black as this person or is it going to be as light as this person or whatever yeah but i had no idea i mean you kind of do the work don't you? you you guess it yourself but don't you think the crowd looked like they were fucking loving this yeah they they did but then again you say they were loving it and they all the shots of the audience they were really engaged with it and, and liking it so fair play um Another thing about comedy as well is it's massively subjective and, mm. and whatever, and just just isn't my thing. So if you like Chris Rock, then whatever you might enjoy this. But there was also like quite a lot of this where people didn't know whether to laugh, didn't know whether to clap. It was kind of awkward. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose that's the problem of going out and trying to shock people, isn't it? Yeah, he and... did a lot of stuff about abortions and whatever, and like there was like bits when people were cheering when he was making jokes about like being able to kill like a four year old. Yeah, it was, uh, it was whatever. It felt like the audience didn't really know how they should yeah, they be responding. Sure. Um, it's because as well, when it cut to the audience, it was it was quite an older audience, I've noticed. Yeah. Like, if Chris Rock's probably, what, like, in his 50s, mm. some of them looked like they could have been, like, his his parents' sort of age. It cut to quite a few people that looked like they were in their, like, late 60s at least. And he's doing, yeah. like, shock jokes about how he wants to fuck Beyonce and stuff. Yeah, I didn't realise... <laughs> I, I guess how crass uh, Chris Rock was <laughs> about sexuality. Now, 
I, I remember very distinctly, I had a bit of, of a PTSD flashback whilst watching this. Did you the, stick in your mouth thinking about top five? Is that yes, what you're about? yes, that's exactly. So there was a bit in this where he's talking about, um, hey, the, the best pussy is the <laughs> is fucking whatever. Like, you, you, go, you get some young pussy, some young pussy, and they're like, da-da-da. And they, they're just like, oh, I want some shoes. And then you buy them some shoes. And then they're like, daddy, look at my shoes. And they're just naked except for the shoes. And then there's some old pussy. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I felt really like I got like a cold shiver down my spine when he was <laughs> kept saying pussy and kept talking about a 25-year-old calling him daddy after buying some shoes. I was like, ugh. <laughs> it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit gross at a few times, wasn't it? I don't want to clutch my pearls or anything, <laughs> yeah. but it reminded me of the the horrible threesome in top five, which made yeah. me sick. <laughs> Do you think they all have this problem where they all want to be like sex icons, don't they? Mm. David Spade has it, Chris Rock. Yeah, I think the thing about both of them, actually, weirdly, is that both of them really, really want people to think they're cool. Chris Rock's here like, oh yeah, I do drugs, I do opioids, I sleep with loads of women, I've let all the women I sleep with have to have an abortion because I just keep shagging them. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to prove? Yeah. I mean, it is it is comedy, so they're going to be a heightened version of themselves or whatever, but I of wouldn't course. be surprised if he's always a bit like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to, because again, everyone's comedy is different. Um, and I will be doing a bit of comparing in a bit, but did you notice how much he was, um, the kind of lack of physicality, his physicality in this whole comedy special was him just pacing about. He didn't really mm. do anything else. Yeah. And then him just repeating a line over and over again. Yeah. It was really repetitive. That, is, that seems to be style, doesn't it? Hammer it home. Rule of threes. Yeah. I remember when we were learning to do like public speaking in school they used to say about rule of threes you just make the same point three times but it's like that's like a donald trump kind of tactic isn't it yeah but he, he did it like five <laughs> <laughs> he he went too far he rule of eight. <laughs> yeah he's, well he was so his, his eyes were all glassy and like every time i looked at his eyes his eyes looked fucked <laughs> he's an artist he kept on talking about how he was an artist He's one of the grown-ups, and he, he voiced right, the that... zebra in Madagascar. And he kept bragging about all the drugs he does, and he looked a bit fucked, and he kept repeating things over and over again. I mean, if we could say the same about that One Direction boy, what's his name? Yeah. Famously, he's on drugs in that, in that video. Is he he's on drugs, pain. though? Like, we don't want to... Who knows? Well, I don't know. Why is he chewing his chin if he's not? <laughs> yeah, why well, was Chris Rock? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Whatever. He did have very intense eyes in this. Yeah. More intense were really than they were in the week off, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, when he was asleep the whole film. And everyone's <laughs> like, Kirby, what do you think of this? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the come down in that one. <laughs> did this uh, change your opinion on Chris Rock? Made me like him a little bit less. Yeah, same here. I find it, I think in films he's he comes across as like fairly likeable. He does like he does okay in it, usually. But I don't know. In this, not so much. Yeah, I agree. I kind of feel felt a bit like that as well. Mm. I think it was because he was he was trying trying to have his cake and eat it. He was trying to do the Chappelle and who are the main ones who keep doing this bullshit now? Ricky Gervais, Chappelle, yeah, um, Bill Burr a little bit, I guess. But they all do this. Oh, the woke, all these woke people or whatever. And there's clearly an audience for it. And particularly, I guess, with Netflix, there's an audience for it. 
So mm. they're playing to that audience and like and every single time they release a special, they like pick it apart and say all the shitty things they said and give more attention to them and it's this endless spiral. As they're saying, I'm getting cancelled, but then they keep doing the same bullshit over and over yeah. again forever. Making a shit ton of money off of it. Yeah, Definitely like Chappelle doing cancelled. a special every year <laughs> like like the, and it's always massive in the news because he's said some horrible bullshit again chris rock's trying to do that but he also doesn't believe it and he's hmm. also trying to back himself to his more like left-wing crowd by saying oh i don't believe that and he's kind of making these statements and whatever but know, it just feels so boring yeah, he also talks about how crazy Kanye is like a bunch of times and then ends the show on Watch the Throne N words in Paris, like a Kanye West song. He's yeah. like stretching his arms out to it and stuff. And it's like you'd have had to have paid Kanye West to use that. You can't say he's crazy and then like give him some royalties, can you? Yeah, I also think that the Kanye's crazy thing, that's kind of that's kind of over now, right? That he's not funny anymore because he's like a, yeah, an anti-Semite. Kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like an awful, awful monster of a guy, yeah? Did you see his thing recently, though, that he's not anti-Semitic anymore because he watched um, 21 Jump Street and Jonah Hill's changed his mind about it? Did you see this? <laughs> no. He did it on Instagram. He posted just the poster of 21 Jump Street. <laughs> it was oh, so ridiculously stupid. Man. Whatever. Um my notes don't make any sense. I kind of was trying to write down what he was joking about, but it was it was pointless. It was like he's joking about the Kardashians. He's joking about OJ Simpson. He's he's doing stuff from like OJ yeah. Simpson. That's like thirty years old material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't need to still be going, does it? Yeah, but then you could say that about literally every Happy Madison film that somehow always mentions OJ. I feel like Just they like... get paid by him or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's, OJ's there with a gun to their head so to make him relevant again. Did you ever um, watch the, the video of OJ Simpson with Ruby Wax? Where I don't think he, do, so. he does it like he pretends to stab her. <laughs> let me send <laughs> let me send to you. I, I saw it the other day. Because like she's doing those documentaries. Yeah, and it's because she says, Did you kill her? Did you kill your wife? And he's like, no. And he like stares at the camera. It's really, <laughs> it's really weird. He does a gym from the office side eye into the camera. Yeah, he, he proper does that. Is his timing quite good on it? Is it quite funny? Um, I think it was his idea of a joke. And this is it. His idea of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that bit. <laughs> yeah, I heard it all right. After we finished filming, OJ said to me that uh, he had a surprise for me. And I genuinely was surprised. I think it was his idea of a joke. And this is it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funnier than the whole special. (laughs) His idea of a joke's fantastic. So the the Chris Rock special, it opened with him pacing around the halls. It kind of had like a bit of an opening credits thing where it made it look really dramatic and then he just got to the stage and just started like telling lame jokes. That's, I think sums this up doesn't it it's portrayed like it's going to be this massive world changing thing mm. and it's just not it's it's just boring and i don't yeah. know who the audience really would be because it's just a bit it's just a bit dull mm-hmm. um whatever there's an audience for everything uh, yeah. and I, I don't really have much to say because it's so near inoffensively boring 
Except it is offensive, but it's not at the same time because he backs himself and says, oh, I support whatever. I think if you're going to do these sort of jokes, he's probably in that case, he probably has done it the best way because it, it looks like a, at least it's like, yeah, it's a joke. He's not like burning down a trans person's house or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Well, I I agree, but also like if he has those opinions himself, then why is he still peddling out like cheap jokes that would have been dated in the 90s? Mm, maybe. I do. I like I kind of get it when it comes to these sort of things when someone does like these sort of jokes and you know when people say like oh you should be able to joke about most things i think it is kind of fair i i think it's get offended very easily these days and true i'm coming from it more an angle though that if you're gonna joke about something offensive or inflammatory then it just make it funny yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Would, that would be ideal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like you can joke about anything um, that you want, but it's got to be funny or well-written mm. or well-paced. And usually it feels a bit of a cheaper alternative to do a quicker punchline. And mm-hmm. yeah, nothing in this felt very original or unique no. or something I've I've not seen a million times already. No, definitely not. I think for me, the whole concept of it being about selective outrage as the title suggests. I think that whole concept kind of peaked really early um, when he did the joke about how people still listen to Michael Jackson but not R. Kelly. I yeah. Like, that's that's good. That's quite a good... It's like, a good point. It's a true thing. Like I was on holiday, holiday last week and um, every night that we were in the bar, they played at least like three Michael Jackson songs. They played <laughs> Beat It eight times in a row. Yeah, it's a good song, but no, I'm joking. They didn't play it eight <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> But like it is, it is pretty insane. Like that's a that's a good observation. But that joke came like I want to say twelve minutes in. Yeah, and then he kind of lost the thread of it being about this like new out this modern outrage thing. And yeah, he then started. It was a, a lot of this, and I mean a big portion of this was him moaning about the life he'd built for his kids a bit. He did yeah. have a bit of a decent payoff, to be fair, because he he ends up speaking about how his mum, uh, she couldn't have got a dentist, they'd have just taken her to a vet, and now his daughter is uh, working at a culinary school in Paris or whatever. Which, which is, is also why he plays that Kanye West song, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that, that but... makes sense. <laughs> Fair play is good. Still, but still, it's still Kanye West. There must be another song with a similar... With Paris similar in it. Yeah, the Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> Le Moulin. Oh, they could have done that. Oh, yeah. it, would have, it would have been fine. Track remix of that if you if you want. <laughs> but he he does like and he does that thing where he says like I got my kid kicked out of school on purpose and it and she doesn't know and my ex-wife doesn't know and the lawyers don't know and they're only gonna find out now when they hear it on Netflix. Mm. I was like, what? Is that all right? You can't do that, can you? Yeah, if that's I true, which I don't think it is. Probably not true. I mean, if you believe everything comedians say in their routines is true, then there's a lot of very strange people out there. It gave off heavy, like, middle-aged man in a leather jacket vibes. Yeah. Like, I'm old, but I'm cool. Look at these crazy things I'm doing. Yeah, But definitely. also had that sort of sadness of this man's marriage broken down. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about the lawyer's fees and like, yeah. ex-wife and stuff 
really reminded me of in school, my sister had this friend whose dad went through a divorce. And this guy was like, he should have thanked himself. He was lucky he had kids and managed to get a wife in the first place because he's what they'd call an incel these days. All right. <laughs> I would say he had a divorce and he threw a party for the divorce and sent round invitations. And I think he wrote Ding Dong, the witch is dead on them. Hmm. It was just a divorce. He didn't die. Yeah. It reminded me of that. That's <laughs> That man's actions were so selective outrage. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. And like the fact that your sister knew means that my sister was friend... about eight at the time when, he, so when this sad. man did this. That's so sad. Like how did but that going round? That's so embarrassing. That's so awful for the kid. Who's that's their mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they knew. What's he doing they now? They went to the party. I think he's still at that party. <laughs> still like going. Paul Mescal in After Sun. He lives in the party in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this does just give off like divorced bitter dad vibes quite often and do yeah, you think well, that a man of his age should be wearing like an all white outfit like that that was gonna be something i did want to mention a bit yeah it feels this whole i don't know there's a bit of a desperation about this whole special which i it kind of stunk of it <laughs> i didn't <laughs> like it it was this kind of let's do the greatest hits it's like Sir Paul McCartney on SNL 40. Talking of Sir Paul McCartney, did you see him in the credits of this? Yes, I did. <laughs> I got very excited. But it's this kind of like, you've got someone kind of going through their greatest hits. When you get to that point, I don't know, then it's just, it's too, it's just depressing because you're not creating anything new. You're just doing what worked in the past, I guess. I would rather that than how Elton John keeps on releasing like versions of Rocket Man with Dua Lipa. <laughs> I'd rather him just play the hits than do that <laughs> would you not <laughs> no let him keep releasing his music I'll I'll never listen to it <laughs> the man hasn't been able to sing since 1998 <laughs> it's, 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 when it's Diana, Diana died so did his voice <laughs> yeah. his voice disappeared like a candle in the wind <laughs> England's perfect road I can't remember how he sings that did I even tell like you I was, in a, I was in a sauna in Japan I was in like the pool, spa, sauna at a hotel or whatever. And everyone in the hotel, be it the sauna, the pool, the the lobby, the yeah. rooms, Elton like John the hallway. He was in They're, every room. He's in all of them. Like, in a towel. Them <laughs> no, uh, Yellow Brick Road by Elton John was playing in a loop everywhere. And oh it just God. didn't go to another song. So it'd be like, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Good song. Good song to Very be there. Good song, but why was it on 50 times in a row? Yeah. In, in the middle of Kyoto. No Very good. strange. I like that, though. I've got a note that said that the first time Emma laughed in this, and probably the only time that she laughed, was when he described someone as being, he sneak up on you, Black. It's the only time my wife laughed. Someone was so dark that they could sneak up on you. <laughs> Tickled her. Quite a lot. <laughs> and then she didn't listen to the rest of it because I think it peaked at that point. That was the point where <laughs> that rubbish joke. <laughs> did you what did you laugh at? Um what I said, I think the R. Kelly and Michael Jackson bit, and I think I don't really remember laughing much after that. I didn't laugh at anything either. There's the only other notes really I have is sexual scarecrow, which was a rubbish joke. <laughs> Again. 
And then he's talking about Will Smith. This is the kind of end of the show, which is what everyone's been waiting for, is this talking about the slap or whatever. And mm-hmm. whatever, he, he kind of goes on about how everyone was calling him a bitch and, and stuff. You did tell me to make a counter of every time he said bitch or pussy, but I forgot. And um, Hell of a lot of times. Hell of a lot. Um, but he's talking about Will Smith, and he says that even when they're animated, he plays a better character. So he said, I was a zebra and he was a shark. When did Will like, Smith play a shark? I'm a mad- I'm a massive DreamWorks fan. And that he really was the fish bothered me. Tale. Jack Black was the shark. Exactly. And he was the Niro, fish. I think. Yeah, Rob De Niro played. This is annoying because this is that is a microcosm of this whole special. Ill-informed, mm. cheap joke. He saw the film titled Shark Tale, so he went, "Oh, he was a shark." He wasn't. Yeah. He was a fish. He was the fi- he was the goofy little fish. Yeah, so he didn't even research the joke properly. And it was just such a bad joke, and it really annoyed me. And no one laughed because everyone knew he doesn't play the shark in Shark Tale. I'd love for for that to have been a heckle. He actually played Oscar, the little green and yellow fish. (laughs) He's just a little fish. (laughs) Get your facts straight, Rock. (laughs) Zebras are bigger than fish. Could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, whatever. That did annoy me. Yeah, I think I was expecting a bit more from this. Uh, I didn't think it would be so boring, but whatever. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this special? Yeah, like there was spinning one ex- my wheels. There was a really extended joke where he just kept on talking about Elon Musk's cum, as if it's yeah. cool to be Elon Musk. I mean, that joke, he probably wrote that maybe a bit before all this Twitter stuff. But even then, like trying to talk about someone being cool and mentioning Elon Musk just doesn't doesn't really work. Is he getting a lot of dick? He's got a kid with that like little witch woman. <laughs> is he getting a lot of dick? <laughs> I don't know, is he? What are you talking about? He keeps on saying about how Elon Musk getting what is he kept saying he's getting loads of No, he says neg- negative getting a lot of head. He's <laughs> negative cum. Yeah, I don't know. Is he getting bitches and pussy left, right, and center? Oh, <laughs> oh god. Oh, I hate I don't the think way he is. Everyone talks about sex in this. They yes. feel ill. <laughs> well, it's not everyone. It's just him. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the sort. Of, could you imagine, like, his poor daughters? Say one of them brings like a a boyfriend round or something, or a partner, and he's there at the dinner table, and he starts like doing little jokes about like bitches and pussy. <laughs> could you imagine the cringe that you'd be feeling, Dad? Can we just leave the pussy chat at the door just for one day, please? Oh god. Like basting oh. a turkey and talking about cum. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing about cum. <laughs> he went on so much about Elon Musk's cum as if that's the coolest man ever though. I know. What I couldn't stop thinking about. The guy has a face like fucking SpongeBob made of concrete. <laughs> <laughs> oh he just now, kept on going on. Now if any of our listeners are a fan of Elon Musk, uh you fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking prick. <laughs> Why did you pay for Twitter Blue then? <laughs> <laughs> I was the first one to buy it. Like I, I, there was a small time where I was thinking, should we get the sound of it verified just for a day? Just for a laugh. But I don't want to give yeah. him £9. Yeah, don't give him any money. That'd be awful. And we don't tweet. <laughs> we don't even use it. <laughs> That's why it'd be even better. Oh god. 
So, have you got anything else to say about this pressure? I'm sick of talking about uh, it, to be honest. This has drained me. Yeah, I discussed every note that I've got. <laughs> cool. So, this special, um, we can either drain all it's come out oh. <laughs> and put it in the pit. Or we can it'll rot forever. abortion loyalty card. Is that a punchline you've written down? No, that was a thing in this. He kept on talking about his abortion loyalty card. I know, because he wanted everyone to know how much sex he's having. saying he was going to get a free smoothie for it. <sighs> or uh, Hang on, you've just derailed me in the middle of my... Whatever, pit or castle? Castle. <laughs> nah, nah, this is in the pit, definitely. It, every time that we watch one of these like stand-ups or like sketch shows, all that stuff, just makes me think I don't like those things. Yeah. Really like what pushes me away from it. But yeah, I don't know, I just thought... If I'd paid to go and see this, I would have been disappointed for sure. Because it doesn't seem like everyone in the room's like totally lapping it up. There's the odd joke where people go mad for it, but there's just a lot of reference. Like, do you know what? It probably just isn't isn't made for us <laughs> as white British people. We don't know who any of these like athletes are. We don't, you know, it's hard to compare. I barely even know who Meghan Markle is. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. Oh, I don't want to go back to the review, but. Going on about the royal family and stuff, like, that's so tired as well now. Yeah. I, like, every time I hear about the royal family, man, then I feel a bit sick thinking about 2022 when we had the whiplash between the Queen's Platinum Jubilee and the and her death and everyone wouldn't shut the fuck up about the royal family for so long. Mm. And I think the crown came out at the same time. Yeah, like, it did, yeah. The everyone crown shut the fuck crown. up! The crown was great. Um, <laughs> no, it's the... Um... It's the Harry Harry and Meghan thing, though. Like, yeah, if you're going to say care. you don't care about it, just stop talking about it. Yeah. Really is as simple as that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, <laughs> the whole thing, just, like, I didn't find myself laughing. I felt like I was looking through the window at someone else's birthday party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just didn't have, a, didn't have a good time with it and hasn't really made me want to see any more of Chris Rock's stand-up or films. Which is a shame because I quite liked him before, but now I can't really be bothered with him. I'm thinking Will Smith was in the right. Yeah, <laughs> we're team Will. <laughs> I hated his jokes as well. I'd have fucking slapped him if I was there. <laughs> it wasn't because he was offended; he just hated the jokes. <laughs> Boring. Shut up. No stop one even knows what GIJ is. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about pussy. Keep pussy out of your damn mouth. <laughs> yeah, pit. What about you? What are you thinking? Um, yeah, uh, this is going in the pit. Um, I found this kind of monotonous and tedious, and um, his way of punching these jokes into you is just by repeating the same line over and over again. But there's just a real lack of originality for me personally. And if this is something that you're into, then uh, go for it. But I think this was a pretty weak stand-up set mm. and a pretty weak demonstration of Netflix's first live comedy, whatever. It was just a bit of a boring vehicle. It was clearly designed to just monetize on the slap gate or whatever, but the actual talking about that isn't done in a particularly interesting original way, which is a shame because he was involved in it and he's a comedian, so you think he's going to kind of come up with this really good routine about it. To be fair, the last 10 minutes were fine talking about that. But every the build up is pretty dull, um, and like you say, it, like comedy is pretty subjective, and 
whatever. But for me personally, I didn't enjoy this. Um, so yeah, in the pit. Yeah, no argument here. <laughs> but uh, I did watch straight after this a comedy special about um, about the Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith um, stuff, which was um, Marlon Wayans' God Loves Me, which I think came out maybe a week before this. Oh, really? Yeah, so he, I think, um, I might be making this up, so bear with, but I think he kind of coincided it with Chris Rock's. Right. So okay. there'd be the kind of attention on on and kind of maybe piggyback, piggyback. on that attention a piggyback little bit. Piggyback off of Chris Rock piggybacking off the Oscars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but whilst Chris Rock's special is this kind of tired, boring, whatever, this is a really, really good stand-up special. I really enjoyed. Um, so he frames the whole story of what happened and he keeps repeat and he does the same. He repeats stuff. He's going on about March 22nd, 2022, 10.32 East Standard Time, 7.32 um, Pacific mm-hmm. when uh, Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. And he breaks it down into like that when he started his career, Chris Rock took a role that he had had written for him mm-hmm. and he took it. Then when he he tried to ask a girl out who was like older than him and Chris Rock started like calling him shit and saying that he wouldn't be able to get any girls because because he never got the part and then he sleeps with a woman and then he's at his stand-up performance when he's 18 and Chris Rock's in the front row heckling him and calling him shit and being like really nasty. And he said it was uh, God's vengeance. I got slapped. Uh, and also that in the 90s he was... Uh, really good friends with Jada Pinkett Smith and that he was like, he really liked her. And then she ended up going out with Will Smith. So he has like this slightly parallel kind of life to all these, all the people involved in that incident. So he frames it around that, but he also frames it around like the last 30 years of the entertainment industry. And he also does this really good, like physicality and kind of breaks down what happened at the Oscars and what it meant for uh, black community and and then the white community and and everywhere in America and mm-hmm. and what Will Smith and his marriage meant to America and stuff and it's a really really good special I really liked it and he does loads and loads of really good physical comedy he's the audience are going crazy he's like in the crowd like sat in the audience at one point and then like gets on stage and pretends to slap whatever <laughs> and he's talking about his family and what they'd do in that situation because he's obviously from a massive like acting family. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kind of retell any jokes because it's pointless, but I just found it as an interesting comparison because he's 50. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy. So, but he's still got this really, really tight comedy material, made a really good special. And yeah, everyone should watch uh, Marlon Wayans. Uh, God loves me. I think this is the best thing that he's ever done. And I really, really enjoyed it. Better than little man. Slightly. <laughs> um I yeah, I watched the clip you sent me and it was actually really good. The mm. the like 10 minute routine about like the slap. But it so is the whole special about the Oscar slap or does yeah. it, so it, it like stays focused on it the whole time pretty much. Yeah, it's like laser focused on that. And he but he, he cool. uses he uses that like event, but he talks about like his own family, he talks about like his relationships or whatever and but yeah. he always links it back to that and what like he talks about like what will smith meant to like different communities and stuff and he's mm. 
and like it's really clever it's really it's really funny Yeah, that sounds um good. How long is it? an hour Oh. like it's less than this less than the chris rock one That's pretty and good, though, to still keep it focused in that time. it's mental and it's and the audience are going absolutely crazy like I just found it interesting compared to Chris Rocks where he's on stage, he's pacing about, but he doesn't really have much physicality. This one, like Marlon Wayans is like throwing the microphone, like whipping it on the floor and like he pretending to like bite Will Smith. He said if Will Smith did it, he'd bite his dick off. And he was like in, he had the microphone in his mouth, like said to be his cock. And like he's running into the crowd and the crowd are like going absolutely mental for it. And it was just a bit of a, like the difference between them and he's doing a much smaller room as well but yeah this is just infinitely in my opinion just infinitely better and Hmm. Yeah, so yeah you would definitely definitely recommend watching that instead. I think i'd definitely recommend from what I watched of it, which was just literally an 11 minute video or whatever, it's personal taste and what and everything. But I feel like he's so more, so much more like vulnerable and just kind of more of an endearing person. Whereas Yeah. Chris Rock kind of comes in, he's just sort of swinging his dick and talking about pussy constantly. Yeah. Like And like he we he saw this man get slapped a year ago on stage in front of millions of people. He got slapped and put in his place and he's still on there talking about just fucking everyone. Yeah, that's what I kind of liked about this one because he's yeah, Marlon Wayans is really vulnerable. He talks He tears about his own up career. a few times, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's even talking like the whole point in the end as well. He's very respectful as well to Chris Rock. He's saying like, oh, he's like a brother. He's like whatever. Uh, he's very respectful about, even though he's making jokes about them all and stuff. But then he's saying that Will Smith was the kind of he. He basically he, this it sums up where he says he'd waited his whole career to either take Chris Rock's. job or will smith's job in hollywood or whatever but then he's coming to appreciate that he's himself and he's he's marlon wayans or whatever and i thought that was it was good it was a really tight idea for a special and like yeah you could say there's a i, I guess just piggybacking off this like famous thing that's happened but i think that he wrote it in a really good way and performed it really well and yeah he's very vulnerable in it and very funny I suppose, It's like, just when you good. think about it, he he could have played, like, Genie in the live-action Aladdin, but could Will Smith have ever played the man who keeps waking up and he's naked all the time? What, what film's that in? I think it's called Naked. <laughs> have you ever seen it? This is a film about that dream you have when you, when you wake up and you're naked. <laughs> I, think no, it's, I haven't seen. I think it's like a time loop film where he keeps waking up in a lift naked or something. <laughs> It's called I Naked. just... I think so. I think it's like a Netflix Yeah, I original. can see it here. 2017, following I feel a wild like there's night a sequel out, too. Rob Anderson wakes up to find himself naked in an elevator on the morning of his wedding day and he's forced to relive the morning over and over again. <laughs> Sounds sick. <laughs> Should we watch that? That's the first film we watch on Beyond Sandler. It's naked. Uh, all the reviews are, are very bad. But yeah, I hope I hope that he does more stand-up specials or more light stuff with this kind of writing. I thought it was really tight, really funny. And uh, yeah, That's the thing I'm. that's always let him down, I think, is writing. I think he's a he's a likable actor Mm. and he is funny, but the things that The you material's see in him are not never as good. amazing, are they? Yeah, but then here the material is really stellar, and his physicality and his like natural humor is really good as well. So yeah, for me, this is going in the castle. You don't have a say because you've you've not seen it yet, but Also, yeah. it's the most tenuous thing, so I don't think it can go in either. <laughs> It gets Hang a on, lot hang of praise. on. 
It's it's in the castle with Liam Payne's Good Morning Britain interview. <laughs> That's mate. not in the castle either. That's in the castle. They've got visitors' rights, but they don't. They don't get All right, fine. There. They're they're like uh, having a picnic outside the castle on its grounds. Liam Payne, <laughs> Marlon Wayans. Liam Payne absolutely smashed on cocaine, and Marlon <laughs> Wayans doing a really good stand-up special, telling him about how he did Men in Black Free with Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. So yeah, that was that was good. The next thing we're getting out of our grab bag of Chris Rock delights, well not even Chris Rock delights, just delights in general, is Adam Sandler at the Mark Twain Awards, right? Yes. That speech was fantastic. Yeah, so you watched it, when did you watch it? Uh, an hour and 35 minutes ago, I think. So you watched it an hour and 35 minutes ago. I watched it about a month ago and I didn't write notes and I watched it like midnight. <laughs> I didn't make notes either. <laughs> Fantastic. So I'm still thinking about it. What is it was... the Mark Twain Award? So it's another one of those Hollywood awards, I guess. So it's the prize for American humor. Right. Um an American award presented by the the JFK Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, DC annually since nineteen ninety eight, except for during COVID. Do you want me to go over the the old winners? Yeah, go on. The winners in it's order. The humor from... ones, yeah. They they're all funny. Oh. <laughs> um. So Richard Pryor was the first winner. Great. Jonathan Winters. Who's Jonathan Winters? I'm not sure. I don't know who this is. The fuck. Um. Carl Rayner, or Reiner. I uh-huh. forget. Uh. Whoopi Goldberg. Bob Newhart. Is he still alive? Oh my god, he is. At the time of recording, he's ninety-three. You're obsessed with death, aren't you? Because he's the dad from Elf. Like, his not his, like, elf dad. I thought he did die. Or no, he's a... Santa in that film that's dead. Santa's dead, and his, and his human dad is dead. But then his elf dad is still alive, but is 93. Lily Tomlin. Lorne, Ma- Lorne Michaels. Well, of course he did. He's the godfather he of modern comedy. Yeah. Steve Martin. Neil Simon. Wait. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> Neil Paul Diamond. Simon. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking of Paul Simon. <laughs> I can just Still imagine... crazy after all these years. Steve Martin going up to collect his award dressed as the Pharaoh. <laughs> the sarcophagus. Um, Billy Crystal, very good. Uh, yeah. jo- George Carlin. Oh, Bill Cosby. Oh, Chris Rock honoured him. <laughs> um, Tina Fey. Will Ferrell. Ellen DeGeneres. How do you say her name? How you just said it, yeah. Is that it? You don't see much of her anymore, do you? No, not since the lockdown. Yeah, not since everyone was like, oh, she's she's awful, isn't she? I don't know. Yeah, loved her as Dory. She was a good Dory, yeah. Carol Burnett, uh, Jay Leno, Eddie Murphy, Bill Murray, David Letterman, Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, Dave Chappelle, John Stewart and Adam Sandler. So big names. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is an honorary award. So the it got awarded uh, and introduced by Chris Rock as well. So there's a bit of a tie here. Oh, okay. Did you not watch the Chris Rock bit? No, I only saw Adam Sandler's speech. Oh right, yeah. Chris Rock introduced him. I don't remember anything <laughs> he said. It's been so long, but I yeah, it was, it was quite nice about like sort of Pussy and bitches, from what I could remember. Oh, no. 
<laughs> no, it's about I think it's about them being on SNL together and being friends and stuff. It's quite nice actually. And then Adam Sandler obviously receiving the award. You got anything of note to talk about that? Just say it's well worth watching. He does the first maybe two minutes in this stupid voice. And it seems like he's not going to stop doing it. He's like, I want to thank everybody for coming out today. <laughs> I think <laughs> he did this. He did the same when he won for Uncut Gems. Yeah, he loves remember. doing that voice. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've never heard him do it anywhere else. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Things. Yeah, he kind of just goes through and just name drops like every person who he's worked with. Mm. His boys at SNL, he tears up talking about them. Mentions how he met like Tim Hurley, Judd Apatow. Yeah. A lot of like the director people and stuff. And then he just does what he does best and just dedicates it all to his wife again. Yeah. It's very heartwarming. It is nice, especially, I guess, coming off the back of this kind of, um, I don't know, talking about... (laughs) Talking about cum and talking about having sex with 25-year-olds. It's nice that he's just kind of wholesome about his family. It's whatever. It's just another good example of nice family man, Sandler, which we like. We love that. Yeah, he's he sort of talks a bit about getting criticism and why it doesn't annoy him if people are horrible about him, which is good to hear because we're prone to doing that quite often. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a it was just a good video. It's a very good like speech that he did. Yeah, and it's just really nice that he's won some award or whatever. I always like watching him winning awards um, because yeah, he always comes across really nicely. And yeah, good for him. Yeah, well deserved. I still just want to see him win like a Oscar for for his serious acting, though. It's yeah, got to happen, hasn't it? Like, yeah, I hope that he gets a role in the next couple of years, which is like meaty enough that mm-hmm. the Academy could recognise it. Like Uncut Gems, it feels like that was the perfect opportunity to get nominated, and then he just didn't. What I think Adam Sandler needs to win an Oscar is he needs to be in a supporting role in something. I think that would be perfect if he was in a film and he was like got a really good like really well-written supporting role in a really well-made film. I think he'd yeah. That would be a good chance. I think he needs to do something Oscar bait though when he does that. He can't just be a supportive dad. Can't just be Stanley Tucci and Easy A. He's got to be like <laughs> He's got to go like the is it Jared Leto in Dallas Buyers Club where he's like Trans- no, let's not do that. <laughs> no, 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 HIV. No. They like suffering. Do they though? Like, oh yeah, they do. Yeah, like, they love suffering. They love a comeback story. That's though. why the Joker won it. He had mental health problems. Uncut Gems. Why Adam Sandler this? in that was mentally sound. What? What? I, what? How did he win that for Joker? Like, I don't want to transformation. I don't want to shit on Joker too much. I don't it's, like that film. It's a transformation. That's that. That does it. Look at what Leonardo DiCaprio had to do to win an Oscar. He's he did so much good acting, so many things, and then just because he ate a raw steak, they gave him an Oscar, and he got thrown <laughs> around by a CGI bear. It's mad because Adam Driver was in Marriage Story that year, and he got nominated for that. How did he not he win? He didn't transform. He was still just Adam Driver. Yeah, he punched a wall, but he was still just Adam Driver. There was no transformation. Yeah, Brendan Fraser transformed he as transformed. well. His body, like he went to heaven at the end of that film. Spoilers <laughs> for George of the Jungle. <laughs> um, for Encino, man. <laughs> who won the year before that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I remember the best actor coming out, and I was like, who's that? Well, I last forget, year. I don't think I watched Coda or whatever. He didn't win the best leading actor. Did he not? 
The dad was supporting in that film. Right, okay. What? Who won Best Actor last year? Will Smith! (laughs) (laughs) He transformed. (laughs) He stopped snapping people for a film. Fucking hell. That was... Right, we need to go to bed, man. That was absolutely so stupid. That was the year so of the Oscar slap. Yeah, that was, that was the whole thing we've been talking about. Yeah, because there was that whole thing of Chris Rock and the slap. Yeah, I know. God, oh. can we can we promise to never talk about that again? <laughs> when are we reviewing King Richard? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Have you watched that? No, of course not. Uh, hates tennis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that speech by Adam Sandler is very good. I didn't watch the Chris Rock intro, so I don't know, but we're going to put it in the castle because he's won an award. We can't take anything away from him. Yeah, well done, Adam. Uh, And to finish off our little um, goodie bag is the newest Kevin James YouTube short film. (laughs) Do we know if this was made by the Canaines, Friends of the Podcast? I don't know if it was, but I mean, was there credits in it? anything i want to check like a a minute and 40 seconds long or something wasn't it yeah let me let me have a look a quick look so basically uh, it's a video called i presented at the mark twain awards yeah canane brothers so yeah this is made by friends of the podcast the cananes uh so it's a little video with kevin james like pretending that he's at the mark twain awards basically Mm-hmm. And was he not there then? No, he's not really there. No, I know he's not there in that video, but like, was he not in attendance? I don't think so. Oh, I didn't see him. I think Rob Schneider was there. Was he? I'm sure he, he's in the speech. I'm sure I see him at one point of it. Maybe I didn't. I see him everywhere I look. <laughs> so, what's the purpose of the short film? What happened? It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically. He's there, Kevin James is on stage acting like he's presenting Adam Sandler with this award. And he's manipulated the crowd reactions so that essentially every time he mentions an Adam Sandler-led film, no one really claps. So he'll say, yeah. like, The Wedding Singer, no one claps. Billy Madison, no one claps. And then he says Grown Ups, which has Kevin James in it, and everyone claps. Then Grown Ups too, everyone claps. And he says <laughs> Anger Management and no one claps. And then he says Paul Blart Morkoff and everyone claps. <laughs> it's very funny. And yeah, even when he goes on stage at the start, he's like added in hecklers that are like, you're awesome, Paul. <laughs> no, you're, not Paul. <laughs> I don't think they call him his character's name. They're like, you're awesome, Kevin. You're the best. I think someone says you're really athletic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is again. I, this is right at the start of this podcast, which we were saying this, but he hasn't actually uploaded much on YouTube in the last like two years. Mm-hmm. Ever since we said how good it was, <laughs> yeah, I know. Then they did Home Team, though, didn't they? They did a whole film. That's true. They did do a full film, but yeah, this was again a really good <laughs> showcase of Kevin James's like talent as a comedian or as a comedy actor. Yeah. I love it when they put him in these little. YouTube shorts and it was also really nice. It was, because, yeah, it was very sweet. Like it's it's him like yeah, he's ribbing Adam Sandler for a minute or whatever. Uh, but then afterwards he's like saying how much he loves Adam Sandler and stuff, and it's like description says congratulations to the man, the greatest of all time. Oh it's I just kind of nice. I watched it with Emma and she loved it as well. 
yeah and at the end there's like a little montage of adam sandler like laughing loads on set and smiling and she made a good point that it makes it look like he's died it does make him look like he's died but he hasn't and it was just a a bit of fun and yeah i really like it and yeah i don't really have much else to say because it's two minutes long but you should watch it it's a good short another uh, recommend another recommend there's been a few recommends this uh, this episode so we've got god loves me on hbo max the kevin james mark twain awards on youtube and also whilst you're on youtube why not have a look at um liam payne talking about (laughs) slap that's the reason you should be on YouTube, if we're being honest. <laughs> I've also been watching on YouTube recently a man who's walking in a straight line across <laughs> across Wales. I watched it last I started watching it last night. It's really good. <laughs> what about when he gets to a building? Yeah, so basically he's walking in a straight line. He picked this point in Wales. There's no buildings, but there's loads of farmlands and stuff. So he's just has to like jump over like hedgerows and stuff, and he's just walking in a straight line, and he gets to like a river, and like he has to, he has to sw- yeah, he has to swim over this lake and stuff. He just looks mental, like he's just walking through like nettle bushes and stuff. Oh, that's miles! Cool. It's really what's, good. I'll send it. What's this called? <laughs> uh, it's by Geo Wizard is the YouTuber name, and the video is called "I Attempted to Cross an Entire Country in a Straight Line." <laughs> Did he do it? Have you watched know. the whole thing? I'm on part four. Oh, it's in five parts. Part, there's five parts. And it's so exciting. Like he's running away from farmers and he's running away from people and hiding in the in the bushes. And yeah, it's just really exciting. And he's just got up to a mountain. That's that's you know, where I'm at. Straight it. line is <laughs> the search suggestion. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Like I recommend watching it as like a maybe like a mini film. It's like a documentary. You know, when I did that walk, is he films it a little bit like how I imagine you wanted me to film. Oh, he does <laughs> it good. <laughs> he do, he's, he GoPros the whole thing. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that's sick. Should yeah. we plug your <laughs> your documentary? Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, the Luke, Luke Terry made a documentary. I don't even know what you'd search for. Um, Luke, Luke Terry. Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas, Pennine Way. Yeah, I think so. Oh man, I feel bad. Pick, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I just saw me, and I've got hair. No Luke good. Thomas walking the Pennine Way. Yeah, Luke Thomas walking the Pennine Way. It's not very well. You you made it good, but my the whatever. first I'm not... part that I shot all, like nicely by myself was really good. I thought. Yeah, and everything I did was shite. <laughs> um, There's still something. Your stuff's some more fun stuff. <laughs> you having a breakdown. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, I was having a proper mental breakdown whilst doing that walk. But no, I don't want to piggyback off walking in a straight line across the country. It's no, awesome. No, I think piggyback all you want. He's the true the true stuff. Um, I wonder if he's done the Pennine way. <laughs> I don't think, because he's not in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> he could try. try I think he's way. currently going out. I think he went over like Norway in a straight line as well. Why does he keep doing this in a straight line, do you think? I don't know. He's just got like a little uh, GPS and he's like, oh, I just deviated five metres off course, but it's all right. I'm back on my line. Oh. <laughs> it's really good. I probably will watch that. I've been watching a man who reviews hotels. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? He, I don't like him. I don't like the man. I always watch his videos, but I do not like him. It creeps me out. <laughs> Why does it creep you out? 
we can't name him now. His hair. <laughs> I don't like the way he does things. He's a moaner. He moans about everywhere that he goes. He'll do a video like, I'm going to stay in the worst hotel in Manchester, and then he complains about it. I once stayed, I think, in the worst hotel in Manchester, and it was like, there was no plug sockets in the room. <laughs> it was so weird. I didn't like it. The lights didn't work, so I had to use a phone torch. Yeah, yeah that does sound bad. You should have made a YouTube video about it, <laughs> reviewing it. But yeah, that's all my current recommendations. Um, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, Chris Rock thing is in the pit and everything else we spoke about is in the castle mm-hmm. so that's a yeah. pretty, pretty good haul we've not got a game this week uh, because this is time for our newest instalment of our fitness special it's not a game, it's a life choice Hell real yeah. fit boys real fit the music. they are going to be real fit boys Real fit boys. Real fit. Real real fit boys. So um, I'll let you go first on real fit boys this week. All right. Um, as I think we always do. I mean, I add what you can only think what the addict community would call a a massive fucking relapse. <laughs> um, I was in Newcastle for a, about like I don't know a week or something, and I ate so much like so much i can't even talk about how much shit i was eating it was it was unbelievable going out like to restaurants and stuff like snacking eating just loads and loads and loads of food uh, and not exercising as well and i've come back and i've i'm still going to the gym but i've been eating like pretty poorly recently to be honest mm-hmm. but that is changing today because well i i weighed myself and i'm not happy with what i've seen um but also, it's because I'm going to Barcelona in two months exactly today. Oh, okay. So I, what I want to do is kind of go back on to like... Because what I've also started doing is like stop running and stop doing cardio. But I'm doing mm. loads of weightlifting. So I'm just feeling quite heavy. So yeah, I'm going to go back on a more cardio-focused thing and then on calorie deficit. Because I was doing that in January and February and I felt really good. And I've not been doing it as much for April. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Well, we did our last Real Fit Boys. It would have been quite a while ago, actually, like in real time sense. Yeah. Because we recorded quite a few episodes and then we scrambled to get our murder mystery one done. <laughs> and then this one's quite late as well. Like our new episode's supposed to be out in like two days and then this is the one after that, right? So <laughs> what was so what was the last one we when was the last time we spoke I, about? I think real since Fit we've Boys. last actually done a proper Real Fit Boys, you've been on holiday to italy as well i have yeah. i think you mentioned a bit last week that you were just drinking beer beer and moretti that was a killer and eating stuff i've since then been to tenerife which i mentioned on the podcast i was working but i was all inclusive so i was eating a hell of a lot and then mm. since then i've also been to lanzarote where i was also all inclusive where i've been eating a lot so i've had in april well, end of March and then all of April. In that time, there's been like probably about two weeks where I've been living in all-inclusive hotels. So I've been eating a lot because it's there. So you're not going to not eat it. And yeah. I think gym-wise, I've only managed to go maybe at most like once a week since then, which it's not bad, but like it's it's more than I ever went before I had a gym membership. So <laughs> it's still a little victory, but like I'm slacking. I went after I was in Tenerife and I really struggled. I ran for, 
I think I managed like maybe 4K, but my legs were hurting a lot. I think because when I was working, even though I wasn't doing exercise, exercise in that sense, I was still doing a lot of steps, a lot of standing up, still very like not sleeping much, getting drunk quite a bit. And then then, like I went back, struggled. Then I had another gym session where I was okay. And then I worked away again for a week, didn't have access to a gym and had access to a hotel bar. So everyone was just getting drunk. So like I think I going forward I need to stop drinking beer basically. Yes, that's a, a big while. one for me. Yeah, I'm I'm bad for that as well. Just like in January I wasn't drinking like much at all, but I wasn't drinking any beer. I was just mm-hmm. drinking like gin and tonic and stuff like that. And yeah, I've been drinking like a fair amount of like ales and beers and stuff and it's just it's yeah. Naughty. Well, it's also we we met up and we had quite a few beers that night, probably like four we or did. five, didn't we? And, yeah, the um, first time I've seen you since in a year. Yeah. So imagine <laughs> if we person. met up and only drank bloody fruit water or something. <laughs> it <feel> weird. <laughs> but that day I did realise you you were quite greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was eating all the olives off everyone's plates. You remember we went for pizza and you had the... Um, you had the, what's it called? You had a dessert? I did. I had you an ate, affogato. I'd say you ate half of Emma's pizza as well. Well, she was still eating it. You were like taking it out of her hands. <laughs> it's because, right, a little bit of a peek behind. <laughs> I was. I was staring at her like a shark. <laughs> Certainly. Now, now your, your wife, uh, a, a really good, great person, but with one massive flaw in that she doesn't eat crusts of pizzas. Which, but like sourdough crust it doesn't make mm. any sense that's that's the main bit of the meal it's it's so good it's not a flaw if you like to eat it though because it means i get it well yeah but it. that's not good <laughs> you got it that's not good case. for for us <laughs> yeah i guess it's not good for the real fit boys but it's good for the yeah. real fat boys <laughs> yeah i had a pizza i had like a stuff i had like all these olives and everything and then i also ate all the crusts off your wife's pizza and then i had an affogato and loads of beer <laughs> i felt like shit but yeah, I've I've be- I've been bad as well with food. I think we're both on a par with that one, probably. But also two positives for me. One, bought a smoothie maker, so Ooh. I'm getting some fruit smoothies into me soon. It arrived Very yesterday. Nice. And two, this is this is big. This one, I went to the gym before holiday, and guess what I didn't do? What? Just run the whole time. Oh my god! What else did you do? I went on some of the machines, didn't I? Did you? Did what did you do? Chest press. Yeah. Well, I was trying to do a workout that on because like I go to Anytime, and I've got like the Anytime app, and it has like workout ideas. So I I tried to do this like one called Complete Machine, which is like you try a bit of everything. Yeah. But I regretted it straight away because it's obviously not a beginner thing, and I'm as beginner as you get because I literally just run. So like for the next few days, my arms felt like they were being squeezed by the Hulk <laughs> or something like that. It felt like shit. So since then, I've just been like, "Fuck the gym." <laughs> it's for idiots. <laughs> but no, if you just I think move past that, you'll be no, feeling great. I'm, I will. I will definitely do it again. It was quite nice because I went. I went before work as well, which felt insane. I'd never do something like that usually, but um, yeah, because I'd been slacking, I was like, "I need to do this. Go early." And um, yeah, it was all right actually. I'm gonna try and go gym tomorrow again, and I might. I might try and do some other stuff but i still need to just yeah. get the weight off because i did a weigh-in as well and i'm up i'm back to like 14 8 which is what still... were you before i went down what to was your beginning weight four or five my original one was like 14 10 
So I've lost two pounds okay, for yeah. real fit boys. <laughs> Pretty sick. <laughs> What's yours? Yeah, what do you weigh? I, I'm, so I weigh 15, 11 now. So I've jumped back up like the bloody end of that spectrum. Uh, from And I think, what was my lowest? Like 15? Four or five, 15, was it? Five, four, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is as well is that the last month has been uncharacteristically busy. I've been working six-day weeks and then a lot of evenings as well. Been in mm. evening classes, walks and hikes and stuff. So I've just been like eating shit. But I have been going to the gym like four or five times a week. Um, I've got like a little vein on my arm. I've got a weird vein. Yeah, you should get that checked. It's <laughs> varicose. Looks fun, doesn't it? <laughs> it's all weird. If um, the only progress you've got is that you've grown a new vein on your grown arm. Grown a new vein. Look at that vein. Sick. <laughs> oh, God. Tell the listeners what you can see. A really pale arm with a bright blue vein on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sick. Yeah, I don't know if that's sick. That's not a muscle, that's just a vein. I'm, I'm, the only I'm people that that would impress is, is gag addicts. <laughs> oh, reject it. <laughs> that's so rude. But um, but now I can feel like myself getting stronger and better and, and stuff at the gym. And I'm, I don't know, like I'm doing like different routines and kind of increasing the amount of weight I'm lifting and stuff. Like when I started, I could only do like, I can't remember, like 20 kilograms on the bench press or something and now i've jumped that up to about like the bar's 20 so now i do like maybe like 70 so it's like slowly increasing but my only issue is my diet's not that good so i'll like exercise loads and then have a pizza so it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. so yeah very tight sub calories for the next two months or whatever uh but still doing that amount of exercise would be great yeah that's good and no beer yeah it's the bloody beers my hope is that I don't get a new job that like starts straight after my current one because then I can yeah. get myself in check a bit and get a bit of a routine because at the moment I'm just, that's that's where I struggle the most I think. What the routine building and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it takes is it like 6 months of doing something like every day until it becomes a routine. Yeah, that kind of... can't that just can't happen for me. Yeah, cuz <laughs> well, yeah, as... I've had 2 weeks off of my main job, my big job that I'm on at the moment. I've had 2 weeks off. But in that two weeks off, I, I was on holiday and then I did four days on another job. And today was my first day back on my main one. Mm. And then tomorrow I'm off. Like I've had one day back. Like what routine is that? It's supposed to have like a few days on, but it's just all over the place. Fucking mess. I know. I think you should just like aim to go two times a week and then don't drink any beer and drink more water. Oh. And then you, you're grand. You'll probably go back down to that weight you were at like in January yeah. or whatever. To be fair, when I haven't got like three plates of food at every meal time, and also <laughs> having like stupid bottles of sangria all the time, <laughs> see, this is the problem: is that I'm I'm trying I'm trying so hard to get in shape before I go to Barcelona, and literally the first evening I'm there, and I w- I won't have popped my top off by then or anything. I'll be on the sangrias, and I'll just be like a big yeah. fat mess <laughs> and spanish spanish beers are like quite nice aren't they they are they're delicious australia so. australia's all right yeah so and you'll be on the paella yeah so i'm i'm screwed you'll be chewing on that <laughs> chorizo like there's no tomorrow <laughs> i think like that that sangria is gonna fuck me up and i'm gonna be like a big pale ball in the sea <laughs> 
it's just such a Moorish drink. You can just it's so Moorish. It is. Every time I had one, I wanted another one. Yeah, me and my housemate and some friends went for tapas, and I had so much sangria. It was you can that in your nose. <laughs> but uh, the update, I guess, is like this is the low point, maybe. But then it's just better. Uh... God, I'm tired. <laughs> It does. It does feel. It feels like a low for us, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel low. But to be fair, I went to the gym today. I went. I went to the gym and then I went swimming right after. That's and then good. I know I've just got some goggles. Do you want to see my goggles? Yeah, go on. Um, hang on. So good stuff is happening. I have got some goggles. Yeah, I look like Doctor Eggman in them. Hang on. See. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What do you think? It does look deadly. <laughs> I was swimming today at the bottom of the pool. Like I was seeing how deep I <laughs> I was seeing how I was seeing how deep I could get to the bottom of the pool and just see if I could swim along the bottom like a little <laughs> little sea creature. And it's really hard, like holding your breath and stuff. And uh Do you remember the film The Chronicles of Riddick? And <laughs> 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 Vin Petrol. Oh god, um, it is not it? I do like the idea of you swimming along the bottom of the the swimming pool, <laughs> scaring all the kids. Because I've never been able to do it before. Like I've not been able to see what I'm doing. So now I'm just at the bottom of the pool, like know, like a shark. Grabbing see people. all the Veruca plasters floating around in the pool. Uh, uh, not in my gym. It's a it's a fancy gym. I had a bit of a swim in in Lanzarote. How oh, did you? Well, yeah, every day I went in the pool, but like I wasn't doing anything too. I wasn't doing lengths or whatever. But I used to be really, really good at swimming, and then this time I was just like, I'm not good anymore. I think if you don't swim for like a week, <laughs> you become bad at it. Yeah, it's as easy as that. I think swimming's really hard. I don't know how anyone can do it properly. Michael Phelps, how does he do it? I'd love to go into swimming, wouldn't you? Be like a what? proper swimmer. That's what I'm trying to do, mate. I'm I go swimming every, nearly. You got to be go hairless though. Yeah, you get rid of that beard. Oh no, I'm not doing that. I look horrible. You should but get I, rid of your beard just so you can swim better. There's a guy at my gym who's got uh, no beard, no hair, no body hair at all, and he's a fucking great swimmer. Yeah, he's like so a torpedo. Yeah, he's overtaking me like there's no tomorrow. Just what I want to do as well. I want to buy some like baby oil. <laughs> get like, to the point where I'm like. And just oil my whole body up, <laughs> take one photo, and then go swimming, and I'll slip right through the. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Is that not how it works? Just oil myself up before the pool. Not in water. If you're doing like a slip and slide, maybe it would make you go faster. <laughs> but I don't think in water oil works. It just congregates around your body. What can make me faster in the water then? No hair. I feel like that's. You have not... to push off from the sides. Do you do that? Yeah, I push off from the sides, but. What I'm doing is I'm doing a lot of breaststroke and I'm just so, I always, what I do is I go to the gym first for like 90 minutes and then I go swimming right after. So I'm fucked like every single time mm. I get in the pool, I'm like, I'm yeah. already out of breath and feel like shit. And I, and because I'm usually doing like chest and arms and stuff, my, I just can't swim. I'm really bad at it. So I need to get into like, just going to use the pool. Yeah. Just do the one, one or the other. Yeah. This is a bit similar, but this is something that's annoying me about the gym is that every time I go, I park in the Morrison's car park and then um, I think you have to be a customer to park in there. So I keep going to the gym and then spending money in Morrison's. 
It's actually costing me a ton. How far away is your gym to your house? I reckon to walk it would probably be 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. So it's a bit too far. Mine's like a 15-minute walk from my house, which is really nice. So I just walk there because I can't be asked to. Yeah, that's good. Um, you imagine if I walked for 40 minutes to get to the gym and then ran. Ran there for an hour and then had to walk 40 minutes back. <laughs> I'd be fucked. You'd be fucked. But I, I'm like that every single time. So I go to the gym and I've not got any food or anything or any snacks or protein. I don't take that with me to the gym. So I'm exercising. Then I'm going swimming. Then I'm in the sauna. Then I have a shower. Then I have to walk like the walk back and it's like up a hill. So like every single time I'm just fucked as I'm like coming back. I can't do it. Yeah, that sounds painful. I need to start packing like a little, like some nuts or something. A little to keep me going. Yeah. What's it called? A drindle? Is that what it's called when you have it on like a little stick? <laughs> a little knapsack on a stick? Uh, oh, a stick and bindle. Bindle, that's it. Yeah. You should do that. That would be the most northern thing ever. <laughs> a stick and bindle full of nuts for the, <laughs> the gym. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, there he goes again. <laughs> That's what be thinking. Did I ever tell you about my nut man? <laughs> He's, <laughs> I used to have a... You what? <laughs> I had a nut... Uh, like, so there's the Moor Market in Sheffield and there's a there's a, the place called the Nut Bar in there and they used to sell like really good... It was a really good mix of like nuts, raisins and chocolate in like this perfect... Like it was perfect balance of all of all those constituent parts. And I used to go every Saturday, and I'd buy, I'd buy a bag of nuts, and I'd, and or maybe two, and mm. sometimes some Turkish delight. Oh, of course. And then, and then I went back, and then I was like, "Where's the nut mix?" And then he was like, "Oh, we don't sell it anymore. No one liked it. No one, no one wanted it. Only you liked it. It was only apparently it was only me buying it, and it That's was really so depressing. I know. That's probably. I mean, we've done how many episodes of this? Is this this ninety one? Hmm. I think that's the most boring story I've ever told. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it was really dull, yeah. wasn't it? Because I thought the nut man would have been like sort of a Willy Wonka of nuts, but it just sounded like he just put nuts in a in a bag. But he knew his nuts. Like I talked to him about them. I really liked them. I thought he was doing stuff like a walstachio. It was like a walnut-style cluster, but made of pistachios or something no, like that. No, it was just nuts. He's breeding hybrids. There's not much variety or interest in the nut community to be honest you're not seeing <laughs> that new nut that they're bringing out <laughs> they're not bringing out a new nut they're a liar they are. the bang nut have you actually heard of this i'm not googling because i know you're lying and you're not what? telling the truth no, the bang... they're really healthy i'm not googling bang nut it's like a natural salt inside it as well shut up man what right do you want me to google bang nut yeah all right fine Let's see you can't own me when I already know that I'm being owned. You're still Googling it. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing, is it? The wing nut, I think it's actually called. Right. Again, I can't be owned if I already know I'm being owned, but I'm just Googling it to shut you up. It's a DIY thing. Yeah. That's... <laughs> uh, well, this episode's uh, been shit. This is one, <laughs> genuinely, this is the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> No, it has some nice bits. I think when we spoke about Sanders' speech was nice. How long is it? It's still long. Why are they always fucking long? Well, let's call it there then. So we've had a, a depressing <laughs> a depressing episode for what we watched, for the main thing. We put that in the pit. 
we've put some little videos into the castle that probably shouldn't really be there because they're not really like films or TV shows or created content. They're just live speeches and stuff. You also watched a stand-up by a comedian that is not only not Adam Sandler, but isn't one of the grown-ups and isn't in any of the films that we've watched at all. <laughs> you spoke about a man walking in a line in Wales. <laughs> and then we spoke about Real Fit Boys for at least half an hour, just talking about how bad we've both been. <laughs> if you want to give our podcast five stars on Apple <laughs> Podcasts or Spotify, it'd be greatly appreciated. I think this is unreleasable. No, it's getting released and it's we've got ten episodes left <laughs> in the sound. Oh my god. So yeah, if you want to email us, you can email us. Next week sun. we're doing a coronation special for the king. <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you want to email us, you can email us at the sandlerpit at gmail.com and you can also get in touch with us by following our social media at the sandlerpit on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And we're and on TikTok. Us, and we're on TikTok. What's it called? I think it's the Sandler Pit Talk. Sandler Pit Talk, which is which no, is there anything on that? Yeah, I uploaded that trailer that we made that was really good. Is that it? Is that the only? Yeah, thing? Yeah, that's we... the only thing. <laughs> so yeah, we're on t- TikTok. Um, I, I don't know the login though, and it, I just tried to get on it. And it said it's expired. Great, <laughs> might <laughs> so be gone. Probably gone. Thank you, Joe Cerrone, for doing all the music for this podcast. Thank you to Luke Thomas for doing his artwork that he always delivers on time. Promptly and on time. And then... Uh... late. <laughs> Shut up. And then thank you, Luke Terry, for your editing and putting together these trailers. They're always amazing. God, what are you going to make a trailer of this this time? And what this one's going to be hard. I'll be honest. This yeah. one's going to be hard. I can't think of a single stand-up, stand-up moment. <laughs> when the stand-up moment is a YouTube recommendation... <laughs> I'll probably make a trailer out of that. Well, I never yeah. make the trailers out of bits of us talking about the films anymore for some reason. I've noticed, yeah. Even the Billy Madison one. I know, which yeah. Is all things. Return to glory. Um, next time, what are we going to be doing? Next time, it's going to be another special episode. A little bit different <laughs> from this one, though. We are going to be watching I Am Chris Farley, which yeah. is a documentary about the SNL superstar, Chris Farley. And then we're also going to watch one of his films. Tommy Boy. We're watching Tommy Boy, yeah. Not Black yeah. Sheep. Not Black Sheep. Because I also thought, is it Black Sheep earlier? Um, yeah, so we're going to be watching two Chris Farley things. One, obviously, a look back at his career and everything. And then we're all, always told to watch Tommy Boy. Yeah. Stu yeah, Monroe told us to watch it. Quite a long time, haven't they? Yeah. I'm excited too. I don't think I've seen a Chris Farley-led film. No. Yeah. No, the most um, I've seen him is in like Billy Madison, probably. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite excited to see that. Do you have I'm anything interested else? in the documentary as well. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Well, not fun because of the topic, but like it'll be good to learn more about him and see more of like people saying about his impact and stuff. I guess. Yeah, for sure. Come back next time, please. For talking about Chris Farley and until then it's been a very happy Sandler bye from me and a very happy Sandler bye from him but see you bitches oh no <laughs> there was a powerful moment for me to sit and watch one of the world's best emoters ever we've seen 
speak from the heart. I would rather take the beauty out of the situation than take the pain. And I don't, I don't get deep about these things, but I'm a big, I'm a big movie fan. I'll be honest with you. Out of a horrible moment, there was a little bit of beauty in what came on. And I'm sure everyone's very apologetic about what happened. Yeah. Uh, Liam Payne, of course, formerly of One Direction. We're live on Good Morning Britain. Uh, thanks for your reaction.